Magneto Funky, number 188. It's Monday, June 28th, 2021. Yeah, Larry here. Hey, it came sooner than I expected. But finally, 15 months later, the pandemic isn't done, but the shelter-in-place order has been lifted. Yeah, and you can legitimately see the bottoms of people's faces again. Anyway, I'm going over another bike-slash-electricity topic, uh, secondary power generation. Meanwhile... The music is another set of newly submitted tunes this month.
Okay, that was Summer is Ours, the new single by Rob Garza of Thievery Corporation, in collaboration with critically hailed Minneapolis band Enemy Planes, released on June 11th through Garza's indie label and production house Magnetic Moon Records, with a presence in both Los Angeles and San Francisco. Nice. Okay, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, but not this time. Underground International Pod Zine and Personal Journal of Extremely Eclectic Music and Progressive Politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h. The Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in-grid theory. Uh, Before getting into the segment, here's the current elevator pitch for the show. My focus on energy independence began with a need for a backup power system for people who live in an SRO or are too low income to ever afford a Tesla Powerwall. Something that would keep small appliances like a little dorm fridge going three days into a blackout. Now, I first looked at devices like the Bedini motor, and I even built my own to test its over-unity properties, and discovered that it does work, but it's not a perpetual power system. It's a lead-acid battery rejuvenator, something you can buy. I then discovered that an earlier invention, in many ways, inspired the over-unity concept, a battery switching system developed and patented over a hundred years ago by Carlos F. Benitez, a civil engineer in Guadalajara, Mexico. I modified his 1918 final patent using conventionally available parts and equipment and made a 100-watt, 12-volt, battery-operated, self-charging phantom solar power plant that splits the positive and runs two separate loads, a power loop using a 2-amp boost buck converter, uh, imitation 20-watt solar panel, through a 10-amp solar charge controller to the charging battery, and an open-circuit output to an 8-amp boost buck converter, or imitation 100-watt solar panel, to a 12-volt outlet and 150-watt power inverter. The system runs small AC appliances, like my laptop and a Dremel for sculpture work, while one battery charges the other. A switch flips the batteries between run and charging states. It's not a pure Benitez system copy, so I don't claim perpetual power, though it does produce a coefficient of performance consistently over 1.1 up to 3. I use it because it extends the time I can run my 12-volt batteries before recharging. It can also theoretically be scaled up to a 1,000-watt emergency grid-tied power backup system. I converted the power plant into a mobile off-grid system with an added 60-watt solar panel. And because I'm planning to go nomad on a bike, the very nature of the show is changing to less about the personal grid and more about bikepacking, camping, 
mobile sculpture and seeing the West Coast up close and not spending most of my Social Security on rent in San Francisco. Yeah, it scares the hell out of me, but I'm doing it. So, continuing in the weeds of where bike touring and electricity intersect, I'm going over the area of power aside from my folding solar panel, which is used maybe, hopefully, just a couple of days a week for the power plant batteries. My other devices, uh, smartphones, an older point-and-shoot camera, uh, a rapid AA, AAA battery charger, etc. I'd rather charge with secondary power I can deploy every day. The choice here boils down to two options. A dynamo generator system on the bike or a power bank slash USB external battery. Now, I've been riding bikes almost 50 years and was never a fan of those bottle dynamos grinding against the wheel. But hey, we're in the 21st century now, so I took a look at what the state of the art is. And we have chain drives, hub generators, rim drives, and somewhat improved bottle dynamos with USB power systems that are capable of charging a phone while you ride. But without a battery in between the generator and the phone, you shouldn't try to use that phone while charging because you only get juice while riding at a minimum 9 to 15 miles an hour. Uh, the extra hardware, to me, is just more stuff to get in the way, caught on foliage or break on the road. And these things are expensive. The cheapest bottle generators are like 30 50 bucks, And the hub and rim drives are like 200 All of that just to run head and tail lights and charge one smartphone. Well, I don't plan to ride after dark or before dawn, and I'm perfectly happy to use my battery-operated lights on the rare occasions when I do. Okay, so much for the dynamos. I'll look at the power banks in a bit. Now, back to the stage. Uh, continuing the spread of newly submitted and suggested tunes this month, this set is a veritable sandwich of hard-shifting eclecticness. Uh, first up, Sky Full of Diamonds, the new single from the dark, emotive, and technologically sleek album Black Halo by Hybrid, the seminal British electronic duo of Mike and Charlotte Truman. It dropped on June the 9th via Distinctive Records, with an up-tempo remix by one of Hospital Records' biggest acts, Metric. And in the sky 
Next up, we shift to Dark Electronica with Reinvention of Pain by Mildreds, the brainchild of Belgian Jean de Wolf. Uh, the single is a taste of their riveting forthcoming debut physical album, I Was Never Really There, on Dependent Records, due to drop August the 20th.
Okay, we pivot back to alt-pop electronic artist Salt Ashes, a real name, Vega Sanchez, with her new dark dance single, Too Many Times. Her previous feature was back in episode 172 with Cut You With A Kiss, and this tune hit my inbox last Wednesday. Cool video. Got a lot of cool videos this week, too. Too many times I didn't love myself Too many times I didn't feel my body 
We shift now to psychedelic dub funk. Carlos Ortiz from the Nashville underground band Negra, featured last episode, sent me a link to the Bandcamp page of his indie record label, No Sabes. I think that's how you pronounce that. I checked it out and pulled this tune from his 2018 project, Omnipower Beat Lab. This tune from the EP is Threshold.
All right. We wrap up with blossoming superstar in the making, UK pop singer Allegra, with her third single, the self-empowerment anthem, Used to Miss You, on Radical Records, backed by a collaboration with one of the hottest names in dance and pop music, Rehab, currently ranked at number 12 on the DJ Magazine Top 100 DJs. The tune and video dropped a couple weeks ago. Hey, Geek Notes. March 17th, 2020 to June 15th, 2021. Almost exactly 15 months behind a face mask here in San Francisco. But now the shelter-in-place order has been lifted. I can carry a mask in my pocket while walking around outside, sporting the full non-hipster beard I started this month in an effort to not waste water shaving while on walkabout. And I expect N95 dust masks to be available again for when I get back to the marble stone I'm working on. 
Yeah, the non-surgical masks I have left are just fine for carving the alabaster piece I'm working on right now. As far as political complaining, well, nothing has really changed in two weeks, has it? The red hats are still acting like brown shirts, threatening violence over their manufactured outrage at the teaching of actual American history, the non-stolen election, the killer cop unions that treat criticism as defunding, and whatever else will keep the treasonous right-wing cult base stroking their guns going into the midterms. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi ain't worried at all about the GQP retaking Congress, and yeah, that includes the Insurrection Select Committee she could have set up months ago, that even now is just words and not an actual thing. She's as eager for recess as the January 6th gang. So right now, why should I give a damn? Oh, uh, lastly, this ain't enough for a deep end segment, but how come the corporate media has so little coverage of the Chinese Churong rover and the new Tiangong space station? I mean, are they waiting for something to blow up or malfunction? They only want to report negative stories for us to laugh at or be concerned over? Wouldn't be the first time. Okay, if you like or hate the show, go to ratethispodcast.com slash yumfunky. And if you have non-Zoom promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. And bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice. Continuing the look at secondary power generation on the bike tour. A better and more convenient bang for the buck to charge a phone while running it is to use the most important part of the dynamo systems, the external battery. In this case, in the form of a portable power bank. Now these come in two forms, non-solar banks that you charge by plugging into an outlet for a few hours, and solar banks that you either clip onto the bike or hang off a backpack. The solar models come in one panel or fourfold panels, and the prices run between 40 and 80 bucks, depending on the battery size, uh, anywhere from 10,000 milliamp hours up to 30,000. And no, I don't really trust those models advertised as 90,000 or 100,000 milliamp hours. With these, I prefer a proven brand name like Anchor. I really like their solar power core. Average price 60 bucks for the 20,000 milliamp hour single panel unit. That's more than enough to charge my phone while I'm using it to navigate during the day. Uh, the hardware also turns out to be relatively simple. The non-solar power banks have handlebar mounts and the solar banks have a strap or a place to hook onto a backpack. 
I also found a mount that lets you set the thing on a table or attach it to a wall. A wall. What I didn't find was a way to mount one onto a helmet like with an action cam. Anyway, one other piece of kit to go here would be the USB rapid charger for AA and AAA nickel metal hydride batteries. Something that would fill up, say, four batteries in like three hours. Something like that is good for if you did run head and tail lights in the daytime, which to me is more suited for riding in the city instead of on a country road. Uh, there are plenty of those devices available for around 10 to 20 bucks. Oh, and one last thing on the cargo frame. I realized when I said half a cubic foot for a stone, I was imagining a footprint too big for the cargo shelf. So I considered the largest stone I currently have, 15 by 6.5 by 5.5 inches. I don't plan to carry a stone quite that big, so I repurposed an 18 by 24 piece of cardboard to eyeball a better size and came to a 12 by 6 inch footprint with no more than 8 inches of height. It's roughly a shoebox placed in the center. Now, placing it the long way gives me a 6 inch buffer all around, but crossway gives me 9 by 18 inches at both ends. Much better to practice fitting cargo around. Nice. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with a number you can test your speakers with. The Event by My Wall. The Nashville Doom Trio, that's Pancho, Pantera, and Charlie, that's among the roster of bands at Carlos Ortiz's label, No Sabes. Uh, the piece is an expression of stress and hopelessness amidst a widespread disaster wherein poor masses suffer as rich elites escape. The 12-inch EP dropped on February the 5th.
All right. The music bed this time out is Towards the Blue Horizon by renowned Norwegian ambient electronic artist Eric Warlow from the new album North Star. Melodic soundscapes evolved from layers of sustained guitars inspiring infinite space and a minimal essence. Released June 18th on Project Records. Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on almost all the popular podcast platforms, the latest being Apple Podcast Connect. You can also say, Alexa, ask any pod to play Magneto Funky. Show notes are on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, hey, tell your friends. And... A couple days ago, I got a notice from City Hall asking if I wanted to work the dumbass recall election that won't be throwing out Gavin Newsom, but is another way to waste taxpayer money courtesy of the local GQP insurrectionists, who I'm sure are going to send friggin' observers, quote, quote, to polling places. Yeah, let's see them do that here in San Francisco. I mean... They don't even have a date for this thing yet, but I'm hoping for before the end of September, not in November, when I want to be damn near ready to ride. Well, I got a couple of weeks to decide, so we'll see. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for sometime after the 4th of July. Uh, We'll see how many fireworks-related wildfires happen between now and then. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we are still slogging through, but no longer into the darkness.